Welcome to the Mark of a Leader podcast. I'm your host, Danielle Fernandez. Today, we're in studio with our CEO and chief storyteller, Doug Keeley. Doug, thanks for being here. Danielle, great to be here again. Let's rock and roll. Let's, and let's rock and roll right into what makes a good leader in today's episode. Okay, so yeah, today let's talk about leadership a bit more than just stories. Most of these podcasts so far have been about stories. So uh, I started The Mark of a Leader in 2004 uh, for a couple of very powerful reasons. Number one was uh, I I saw a lot of misunderstanding about leadership inside organizations, what it is and is not. And uh, sadly, inside most companies, you kind of have to get to a certain hierarchical level level before you get leadership training. Uh, And I think that's too bad because I think leadership is everyone's job in an organization. And and I I really believe that if you give people the belief that they are leaders and you teach them what that means and and you give them a few skills uh, in order to be better leaders, then you're going to have a stronger organization. And uh, a guy, uh, an author who many of you may know named Robin Sharma, I think is responsible for what I love as a great... uh, philosophy around leadership, which was uh, think like a customer, act like a CEO. Uh, and I think that's a great model. And I saw that th- that just wasn't prevalent in most of our organizations. And in fact, the bigger the organization got, the less people um, at the lower levels, quote unquote, of that organization or the outer reaches of the organization felt like leaders. So you think anyone can be a leader? Oh, absolutely. I, I think that there's as many types of leaders as there are types of people. You tend to think of the type A personalities and the, you know, the strong, powerful, charismatic people as being the leaders. But uh, I, I say that um, Churchill, Gandhi, and Hitler were all big political leaders at roughly the same time in human history, and they had pretty different personalities. So I think there's as many um, types of leaders as there are types of people. And that's one of the real reasons that when we built the mark of a leader, we didn't build it as a, here's the top seven things you got to do to be a leader or the top five or 10 or whatever. Uh, we built it in a totally different model. Do you have a specific methodology for being a better leader? Um, well, we have s- some principles around what good leaders are, but for the most part, uh, we tell stories about leaders, about companies, people, and ideas that have changed the world. And each of these stories, as all good business stories do, have actually multiple lessons. So we tell the story and to some degree let people draw their own conclusions. And uh, our goal is threefold. Number one, we want to challenge their thinking around leadership. So whatever their principle of leadership is, we want to shake that up uh, and get them thinking that leadership is actually everyone's job. Uh, Number two, we want to teach them some of the many things that both Tim and I have learned. Uh, We've both been in business for a long time. We've run successful companies. Uh, We've been a supplier's suppliers to uh, Fortune 500 companies around the world. So we've watched leadership in action, the good, the bad, and the ugly. So we teach many of the things that we've learned. And then uh, we inspire people to uh, to be better leaders. But the root of everything we do is uh, not around um, seven things that you have to do or 10 things to be a leader. It's around stories. One of the observations around that is that 
everyone sees things differently. We talk a lot about lenses, and every single human being has a different lens through which they see the world, and they're based on our society, our background, religion, age, culture, and so on, and experiences. And so to expect that hundreds or thousands or tens of thousands of people can all behave exactly the same way as leaders, I think, is, is, is folly. Can you give me some examples of your stories and how they can teach? Uh, okay. So um, some of our f- most popular stories from our, our speaking business, uh, Roger Bannister's Four Minute Mile is a classic. Um, we have the footage to that race, and we show how um, in barriers to impossible are really in our heads. Um, and also we tend to go into challenges thinking, well, this is the way to do it because this is the way it's always been done. And Bannister simply asked a question saying, why can't this be a team sport? And in doing so, uh, change sport forever. So Bannister's Four Minute Mile is a big one. Uh, Cirque du Soleil, a great Canadian company, um, their model was, well, why do we need animals in a, in a dirt floor? And by getting rid of those, they opened themselves up to create a category called Cirque, which they basically own as far as I'm concerned. Uh, we tell the Dyson story, Dyson Appliances. Um, they lived the whole fail fast philosophy of Edison, um, which was also kind of one of Steve Jobs' models. And there, um, Dyson in his original uh, vacuum cleaner, the bagless vacuum cleaner did 5,127 prototypes before one actually hit the market. And it was all about how can I get to the next prototype faster? Like, do whatever's wrong, find it, fix it, move on. So I think that's a great story. We use Amazon as a story of building your whole business based on the customer, building back from the, the customer. So th- there's um, we've got 75-plus stories that we use in that. And then there's um, a lot of stories, obviously, from our own experiences. I think you'd agree that great leaders do have some common characteristics. What do you think they are? Well, uh, in the book that I wrote, uh, The Mark of a Leader, several years ago, I picked five because I, and, and they aren't the only five by any means, but, but uh, I think number one, you've you got to have a vision. You've got to be clear on where you want people to go. Uh, I think people buy passion. If you're passionate about what you do, uh, you'll engage people, and that'll get them engaged. Uh, you got to be committed because things are going to go wrong, uh, and you've got to just keep going, get yourself up and keep moving. I think you have to believe in yourself and your team um, because great leaders are doing things that no one's ever done before by nature. Uh, so you got to believe in yourself, and you got to believe in what you're trying to do. And, um, and then the more you get into that, I think the more courageous you have to be because you're going to have cynics, you're going to have naysayers, you're going to fail, and um, the courage to stand up and say, no, I'm going to do this, um, you know, the cowardly lion, uh, I think is a great model. Ultimately, um, all leaders, good leaders are accountable for themselves, I think. They, they say, yeah, the buck does stop here, they're, and, and they're all action-oriented. Um, I think... I don't think you can be a great leader if you're not making things happen, if you're just sitting talking about them happening. Do you think that's the same in business? Oh, absolutely. 
100%. I think the, this model applies to business, and, and we kind of came up with the five ideas, vision, passion, commitment, belief, courage. It was based on what are we seeing uh, from great leaders in business. And um, and I think that it's a model that if you hold any of whoever your favorite leaders in business are, I think they'd all match it. Um, today, I'd also think, I think integrity is huge because I think we're in a time and place where there are some very well-known well leaders out there who I would argue don't have a lot of integrity. So I think I think people want integrity from their leaders, and um, that integrity applies to uh, their social responsibility and what they do and how they see their role in the community. So I, I think integrity is huge. What advice would you give to someone new coming into the business? Uh, well, I uh, I think the five characteristics I just talked about are, are important. Integrity, obviously. And, uh, and I think also our simple little five-level model of spirit, imagination, intellect, heart, and hands. Uh, if I say to people all the time in our training, just look at every day, look, look at anything that you do with people and say, did I touch all those? Did I, did I, was I 100% present there? I think that's a good model. Also, I, I, one thing that I, I, I think is overlooked is find a mentor. Um, I think people who find someone who will help them uh, get further faster. I like that, get further faster. What's your favorite story about a leader you can tell us? Uh, oh, well, as you know, I love uh, Federal, uh, FedEx as a company because they use stories so powerfully. And of course, there's a famous story from Fred Smith, the CEO and founder. And, and Fred um, did the whole idea of a central hub Memphis as a distribution pattern for running a distribution company. And I think he got C on the paper. He didn't didn't get a good mark. It might have been C minus. And he started the company anyway. But like all startups, he ran out of cash. And he was at a point where he could, literally couldn't meet the company payroll. So he went to Las Vegas and I think he had $20,000. It's not that important what the number is. And he went and gambled. And the, the deal was simply, if he didn't win, it was, they were out of business because he couldn't meet payroll. And he won and came home and was able to meet payroll and keep going. And they refunded. And that's why we have FedEx today. So I think that's a pretty courageous um, someone would say foolhardy, but he had to do something. He was backed into a corner. And having the courage to go do that, um, I just love that story. Fortune favors the bold. Fortune favors the bold, absolutely. And then my favorite anecdotal story is the famous um, Sir Winston Churchill story, which doesn't really have a business point, but um, Churchill uh, with, uh, I think her name was Lady Nancy Astor, and, and he was being particularly belligerent, and she said, Winston, if you were my husband, I'd poison your tea. And he said, Nancy, if you were my wife, I'd drink it. Oh, my. <laughs> you got to love Winnie. They right. don't make them like that anymore. No, they sure don't. They don't. Maybe Elon Musk, but not even. Thanks, Doug. Uh, that concludes What Makes a Good Leader, uh, this edition of the Mark of a Leader podcast. Thanks for doing this. Thanks, Daniel. Thanks to you guys for listening. Until next time.